Hey, you listening to this podcast right now. Did you ever think, man, there's so many kick-ass market research podcasts. I wish there was some sort of an award for them so I could vote for my favorite. Well, you're in luck. In partnership with Greenbook, Little Bird Marketing is excited, well, actually ecstatic, to announce the first ever annual Market Research Podcast Award. Nominate your favorite Insights Industry podcast from now until February 15th. From February 16th until March 31st, vote for your favorite podcast in the Insights Industry and bestow upon them the title of MR Podcast of the Year. Don't forget, Submissions are due for nomination by February 15th, and the winner will be announced on April 15th at Greenbook's IIEX North America in Austin, Texas. Visit littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash MR hyphen podcast hyphen award. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. If you're a regular listener to the show, you've already noticed that I'm not your typical host here. I'm Colleen Kennedy, the Director of Marketing at Greenbook. So I manage Greenbook's marketing strategies and bring content, resources, training, and community to the insights industry. Greenbook is the force behind content like the Greenbook Directory, the Grit Reports, and the global IIEX event series. And we just returned from our latest IIEX event, Asia Pacific. This is such a cool event because there's so much constantly shifting and changing in this Asia Pacific region. It really does hold the next big ideas and insights. And the Asia Pacific region is such a big bucket. So what's happening in insights in Australia is much different than what's happening in insights in Japan. So it makes for a really unique melting pot of an event. At events like IIEX, we get to work with incredible speakers that are driving the insights industry forward. Priscilla has spoken at several of our events, and she always brings such a unique perspective to the stage. We loved having her at our recent IEX event in Bangkok. I'll let her take it away and tell you a little bit more about her experience at the event. I was so excited to be back in Bangkok this year and once again be asked to speak at Greenbook's IIEX. It's great to talk to MR firms, sample companies, translation services, all kinds of interesting people who are serving the insights industry and talk with them specifically about the wicked problems they're facing, the challenges that we have out in the market, and really how they have begun to address some of those issues in an innovative way. Always, we have great kinds of conversations there. But I've got to tell you, still, I'm on a little bit of my kind of rant on this industry. And that is that while their whole business is predicated on serving businesses so that those businesses can clarify their marketing spend, their marketing strategy, their marketing campaigns, et cetera, et cetera, I still, every once in a while, hear, well, I don't believe in marketing for us. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't believe in marketing. It's real. It's a thing. Um, it's not fantasy. But 
Uh, just like any good anthropologist would understand, and any great researcher, data researcher, understands that we as humans believe that we're making decisions based on logic, but actually we're making very, very emotional decisions. And so when I hear things like that at conferences or out in the industry, I realize that people just have feelings around marketing. And some of those feelings are overwhelm. Some of those feelings are just like being stuck. They just don't know how to launch a strategic content marketing plan that's really in alignment with their values that generates quality leads. And I get that. Um, In some ways, great. They do a great job at what they do. They don't need to do a great job at what I do. But I think one thing that I can add to the conversation at IIEX and other industry events is that perspective to say that, you know, isn't it time maybe you did research on yourself as a market research firm? Isn't it, uh, you know, isn't it important to really understand what your buyer is thinking so that you can align your marketing message in a meaningful way to them? So, you know, I kind of want to walk away from this idea um, that market researchers shouldn't be doing market research on themselves. That would be a great thing to be doing. It's kind of that old uh, cobbler's kids who have no shoes kind of conundrum. You know, they're leading the way in a lot of interesting innovation and helping brands clarify their marketing messages, all the while maybe their marketing message isn't very clarified. So instead, I come into these industry events and I start at the beginning, which for me is solid persona development. And no matter how I speak about marketing, somehow the thread comes back to really solid persona development, which is really ideal client development. And it's an essential conversation, I think, in the business space to truly know your audience, understand what their emerging and their persistent challenges are and how you could help them deal with those better. How could you help them face those? How could you help them, in fact, overcome them? So I don't care if you want to call it an ideal client persona, a buyer persona, an avatar. It it doesn't matter what you call it. The point is that you need to get one. And then you need to create a plan to speak to that ideal client and to get overtly helpful to that client to win their trust, and eventually that's how you earn their business. And so it's not this slimy, you know, marketing plan that's a bait and switch. Instead, it's just a very laid out, overtly helpful system that people can engage with. And I kind of use it, I like the idea of the idea of bait and bait and switch and, you know, being against that. But I do want to remind people in marketing that you get the kind of fish based on the bait that you use. So if you take a look at your marketing message for your company, is it really clear? You know, is is your most ideal client going to look at that marketing message or that offer and go, wow, these people are absolutely for me? So it's really that simple. And that is why it's so complicated. If you want a little bit more info about this shtick of mine and, you know, where I think really solid marketing comes from, whether you engage with us at Little Bird Marketing or not, there's a lot of things that we can do to help you with the resources we have online. But one page on our website specifically that you'll want to read through is littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash buyer hyphen personas. And that's with a plural with an S. So littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash buyer hyphen personas. 
It's a read. It's not gated content. It's all right out there for you to understand. And hopefully you could take something from that and really improve your marketing message today. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. After a dynamic event in Denver, Insights Marketing Day is back and headed across the pond. Insights Marketing Day London is a one-day event packed full of industry-leading speakers providing essential tips and tools to improve your company's marketing. From social to web, blogging to podcasting, we'll cover a range of topics that need to be addressed for a successful, comprehensive, and interconnected marketing plan. We'll talk big picture with strategy and annual content calendars down to the granular level micro actions so you leave informed and inspired, ready to change your marketing actions. Insights Marketing Day London will be in the heart of London on January 30th. You don't want to miss this event. Visit insights-marketing.org and use code PERCH, that's P-E-R-C-H, at checkout for 20% off your ticket price. See you there. I'm here with Oscar Carlson with Scent, and we get to see each other all around the world, so it's nice to see you back in Southeast Asia. But yesterday, Scent and Cadence really had a great conversation about how we step up to the plate in a better way in insights. I liked your reading about fraudsters and how what Scent is doing in order to make sure that we're keeping the quality of sample where it needs to be. But the speaking yesterday was really around how do we, as people in marketing and market research, research, how do we step up to the to the table and really um, show our value? So tell me a little bit about what you all do at Scent to help market researchers really show the value they have about the insights that they're coming through with. Sure. So what we're trying to do is, is transforming the, the market research industry and the entire supply chain when it comes to procuring sample for your fieldwork, the entire fieldwork process to help the researchers uh, make that seamless as fast as possible so they don't have to care about really reaching out to suppliers in different regions. Especially in, in, in Asia, it's, it's even, even harder to know who to talk to in which country and find the best supplier. So what we've built is one platform. We have one interface where you just type in, I want this many completes per country. And then uh, you can simply just get the pricing and feasibility and direct access to all of those local pound suppliers in one interface. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of talk about this, like some of the more repetitive work getting those things done properly through automation so that you have more time as a market researcher to think the big thoughts, right? So um, maybe a funny way to say it, but tell me what you're hearing from your clients, what, what they're saying about this quality of work that you've been doing on the supply chain. So uh, interesting thing that we've been hearing from from sort of our clients and our clients' clients is that uh, a lot of the big brand companies uh, are the ones that are usually trusted for for quality and so on. But we're seeing that the more innovative research practices are coming from smaller research agencies that now have capabilities of doing international and global research, and they can focus more on actually uh, creating the insights and the recommendations for the client, and they can use tools like ours or other tools to uh, basically act like a bigger research agency, uh, which gives them the power to compete with with some of the bigger ones. But also, um, the bigger agencies are under more and more pressure to actually deliver uh, quicker, on time, and and, and better insights. And for them, it also helps to 
uh, focus more on technology to, to help deliver on sort of all those different three aspects, the cost, the speed, and the quality. Mm-hmm. So I have enjoyed that you and Cadence, um, sent in Cadence Zappy together. Store, Zappy store. Zappy store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about this partnership. Why, why, why the great connection? So uh, Sapi Store, really the tool they built is uh, taking proven research practices that they knew that this is something that we can repeat. This is something like a brand tracker. It's essentially the same tracker running uh, month for month, but you need to have the consistency of the sample and you can automate a lot of uh, different things in this creating the insights and, and really the support for the researcher when running this project. So what they've done is building a great tool where you can basically just go there, buy this product on, on basically web store, uh, upload your brands, and then they can run this quick and seamlessly for you at the really cost-efficient price as well. And that really ties into the vision that Synth has as well to be the technology backbone for the most successful insight companies. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sponsoring it. It's been really fun having great conversations here at IIEX in Bangkok. Thanks so much, Oscar. Thank you. I have with me Pravin Shekhar, and last year we had a great time here at Green Books IIEX in Bangkok, and here you are again. Um, (laughs) This is so fun uh, getting to talk again about uh, just some of the new ways of thinking, the new ways of approaching uh, market research, but tell me in your own words, what was maybe a big win you had this last year? I've I've been an IIEX junkie uh, for a long while. I've attended IIEX events across. For me, it is innovation, and what I have to respond to your question, the big win that I had was going agile completely, having a separate division just focused on newer tools and techniques, but helping the client take effective decisions in smaller cycles, employing agile research in the market, which we call micro-marketing. So that's the big win. That's uh, what one of the core focus areas for us for the next couple of years is going to be. I hear this a lot because instead of having these massive market research projects, people are taking this more iterative approach and being able to maybe course correct as they're going on. Has that been your experience? Oh, it has been our experience. What's uh, happening in the software world is what is happening in the research world, that you do a project for three months and then find out, oh, I should have done it a bit differently. Mm -hmm. Well, the budget is gone. uh, The name is gone. So instead, if you do it iteratively, whatever, even if it's a one degree error at the beginning, it's going to be a really big difference at the end of three months or six months. Mm -hmm. So iterative is in. Mm -hmm. Smaller, measurable steps of doing research and doing marketing is in, Priscilla. Mm -hmm. That's the future. Now, tell me what those conversations are like now, because you've done research for a lot of years, and so you've had to adapt. You've had to change the way you talk to clients. Tell me what that sounds like now. Show and ask. Mm. Because it's a concept sale. People will not understand it. So what we've been doing is taking a complete outlier approach. Is When I knew, when I know that, that this bid is going to be there, we go ahead and do a micro study and present that in the proposal. <laughs> saying this is what we assume you need. This is how we propose. And this is something we have done for you to see. And that has brought in an increase in the conversion or closure percentage, Priscilla. That's the way to go. Show and tell. Mm. Don't try to pass on my abstraction of the idea to you, which means it's going to get diluted like Chinese whispers when it goes into your team. But if I have something really small showing it across to you, it's easy for you to Uh, You're a marketing person, so I need you to communicate exactly how I need you to communicate for me to win that deal. 
And that is what I have to say, Priscilla. Mm, I love it. What's coming up next year for the MR Society of India? What, what, any big plans on the horizon? Oh, huge. <laughs> um, we are we partnered with SMA and bringing the SMA Asia-Pacific into India. It's happening in the end of March in New Delhi. So that is big. We are planning a whole lot of smaller events, micro events across each city. When compared to a Thailand or a Singapore, India is huge. And each of these cities uh, become smaller hubs. Uh, Wednesday webinars are a big hit. Once a month, um, uh, Wednesday during lunch hour, we have these uh, forums. And now we are also thinking about starting fellowship events for members to meet up, connect, and exchange ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, you are very good at exchanging ideas. You're such a dynamic force at these conferences. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being on our podcast. We will add your links to the Wednesday web- webinars for people who'd like to join. Lovely. That would be great. Thank you very much, Priscilla. I'm here with Gracie Gaia with Cadence. It's been really a pleasure having you all sponsor this. And I've really enjoyed talking about how you've come away from these sessions inspired. So, so right. tell me a little bit about how this helps your day-to-day. Well, day-to-day you kind of get stuck with just doing the same old thing. So it's nice being here and kind of listening to people and finding out any new things or new software or new technology that, that people are using to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said this morning, it's like... Getting all of that automation done so you have a little bit more time to think about mm-hmm. uh, how to interpret that data and then how to use that for your clients. So that's been really yeah. helpful. Yeah. Well, I find uh, one thing I appreciate about Cadence is you all put out these very great um, and seemingly simple facts right. about demographics, about different populations. And I think it's a very good way of, instead of kind of yelling at someone that maybe they don't know their audience uh, very well, right. it helps them discover for True. themselves that maybe they didn't you know, see the audience the way they should. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. I actually posted a few on my LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, some, yeah, some that really made me pause and think right about a particular audience and you all obviously have an incredible amount of experience in right. Southeast Asia. Right. So tell me about that take. What, what's the role of Cadence to really help people discover um, you know, that they need some help with understanding their audience better? I guess trying to make research accessible to people. Um, so sometimes you have to go back to basics just to remind people what's out there before you start talking about some of the more complicated things. So like in this conference, for example, we had a lot of things about segmentation and about looking at different audiences, which is all very great. But at the same time, you want to make sure that that particular information or that piece of research is accessible to everyone. So I think that's part of what we're trying to do and part of why we want to make that impact. Mm -hmm. So tell me one of your favorite things about working at Cadence. As an employer, what's something you feel that they do super well? Um, We have this thing called quality through collaboration. And I think we kind of try and do that on a day-to-day basis in that teams really work well together. So there's no real hierarchy. There's no real um, kind of you know, you have to be the boss or you have to be... So everyone kind of gets a voice. So when we're working together as a team on a project, it's it's really... Um it's really good that in meetings, everyone kind of contributes, everyone feels free to voice their opinion or to, to contribute to the discussion. So I think I enjoy that 
mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. It, that makes sense. It links in with what uh, the speaker uh, mm. spoke on for Cadence, this idea of how important it is for market researchers to not shy away from the importance of the work they do, but come to the table right. and kind of like build that confidence and, and know, know for sure, you know, the value that really great insight brings, you know, to businesses to help them make really solid decisions. So I think it fits in directly with that. Okay, Gracie, next step. Um, when are you going to co-chair with me so that you can be up on the stage? Um, I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> so I don't think you need a co-chair at all. But we're happy to be here. We're happy to be sponsoring. And I'm, I'm hoping people are getting a lot of you know, new thoughts, new ideas from the, from the conference. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm here again with Andrew Cannon. We just saw each other in Orlando, and here we are in Bangkok talking again. It was a great workshop you did yesterday, and I really appreciated how you were talking about there's this low level of market research where we're really doing heavy lifting, and it's just kind of, I wouldn't say dumb work, but maybe it's repetitive work, maybe not the most insightful work. And you talked about how important it is in our industry to start moving up the food chain, as it were, to be doing more Um, work around true curiosity and really big thinking. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing to push this industry toward that kind of more consultative approach and higher end quality. Yeah, thanks Priscilla. It it seems like it's been a while, but it's only been a few weeks, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) since Orlando and now we're the other side of the world. But but yeah, it's right. Um, You know, when we look at the different types of insights, functions and their performance, we see a very clear difference between those who are focusing on the high-end value um, driving part of Insights work against those who are doing the more repetitive, um, perhaps more manual labor intensive work. So, you know, when we look at that data and we see and we talk to the companies that are doing this well, we want to try and share that knowledge, obviously, with everybody and help them create a plan for transitioning themselves from this sort of low value, um, you know, almost where insights, the insights function is perceived as like an order taker in the organization, you know, executing projects to, to someone or some organization, some function which is actually driving value for the business and decision makers are seeking them out proactively to get their opinion, to get their point of view on what the, they should be doing to make decisions, how they should use customer insights to support their decision making. Now, this is a big part and a big push from GRBN in order to help support insights and bring people um, really kind of into this fold of this mindset. So tell me about the organization itself and how it is set up to basically have these conversations and and hold people's hands. I hate to say it like that. Maybe that seems seems maybe a little too paternalistic, but uh, how do you really come alongside uh, market research agencies and clients and help them understand this deeper way, maybe more um, more insightful way of doing doing business. What, what's the role of the organization that you lead? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, and it's a challenge, to be honest with you. You know, um, it needs to happen. Change needs to happen on, on a number of levels. And, and as you know, driving change is probably the most difficult thing um, anybody can undertake. So as an organization, we're sort of taking a sort of a multi- tiered strategy to this so on the one hand it's all about creating awareness um, about creating an understanding that this transition can take place that it is possible that companies have done it and sharing those success stories Um, so 
part of that is we've just launched the new building business impact handbook, um, which basically is a how-to guide. But it also gives very clear examples of where companies are doing a good job, um, in particular about measuring the impact they're having on the business and demonstrating that impact internally. So I suppose that's the first stage is, is sort of creating awareness that there are solutions available. And then we're working very closely with the different national associations across the globe. For example, in the US, we work closely with the Insights Association to help them spread this message to their members um, through conferences, webinars, that type of thing, um, in order to get the message out there. Well, great. We will definitely link in the show notes this actual guide and make sure more people have it. Thanks for being on our show, Andrew. Appreciate it. Welcome, Priscilla. I look forward to seeing you somewhere in the world in the month or so. (laughs) Exactly. Thanks for listening to Ponderings from the Perch. Have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.